Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during a webinar session in GradFest 2020 featuring Aidan Clary and Katie Bell from Finchu and is hosted by one of our career consultant, Emma Lennox. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the second day of GradFest 2020 at Queen's. I um, hope you're having a good day. Thank you for joining us nice and early in the morning. Um, my name is Emma. I'm a careers consultant and I work with Queen's Careers Employability and Skills. Um, there are lots more events happening today, so this is just the first one. Check out our website, check out your GradFest guide as well for the next events that are coming up. It's one at half 10, one at half 11, so you have a busy morning ahead of you. Um, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to talk about using your virtual environment to enhance your career. So I am going to take you through the first part of this presentation. Then we're going to be joined by Aidan and Cathy, who are both from um, Queen's graduates and they're from Fintry as well. And they're going to take you through some extra things as well. As you'll see at the side, there is a chat function. We are going to be taking questions at the end. If something comes up through the side presentation and you want to ask a question about it, put it in the chat. Um, we will try and get through as many of those as possible. Um, now, some of them we won't get through. Uh, we'll be able to give you some contact details at the end that you can pass them on. Okay, so we do look forward to taking some of those questions at the end. So, right, let's get started. How things have changed. Um, at the start of the lockdown, the message was very much stay at home. Um, we're now into the social distancing phase, and it might seem that certain aspects of life has been suspended. Um, we would take a lot of our labour market research from the High Flyers group. And what they do is they talk to leading employers around the company, around the country, and they ask them how they engage with graduates and what they're doing with their recruitment. They updated their advice on the 7th of May this year to have a look specifically at what was happening. 80% of all recruitment and selection was still continuing or had been completed just before the lockdown. This is the data that they were giving us. 79% of job offers were continuing to be made. 57% of employers were planning to recruit the same number of graduates as already planned, and 34% of employers had switched their work experience to online. So that's the most recent information that we have. So even though it seems like time has been suspended, now is not the time to be complacent. Things are still happening and still going. So what can you do whenever it seems that you can't really leave the house and your best friends with your computer? Get that CV sorted. My goodness, are there any gaps in it? Is there anything that you really need to address? Are some sections stronger than others? Do you have a really good education section, but your experience is just not so great? Is it appropriate for the sector you want to work in? So have a think about your experience as well. Is it all in one direction? Is there something that you need to look somewhere slightly different? What you can do is do your CV the best you can, put it through VMOC. Now this is a program that we have on our Queen's website. And it will grade your CV, red, amber or green, against other CVs that are going to work in your sector. It's really interesting. And it'll give you feedback on format and content. What we would say is try and get yourself to at least 70%, then make an appointment with the careers consultant and we'll do a CV check with you. Take the time now and get it ready to show an employer. So this is meant to be an example of your best work. So now is the time to make sure it's right. Have a look at your online profile, okay? Google your name, see what comes up. Click Google your name and click on images and see what comes up as well. So what would an employer find if they searched for you, okay? Update your social media accounts, check your settings, okay? Make sure you haven't been tagged in anything that you wouldn't want an employer to see. 
You can change the settings on that so you get a notification before your friend tags you in that night out. Look at your profile photos, look at your usernames, make sure they're appropriate. And have a look at other platforms as well. Um, for example, do you need to join Instagram? Do you need to start a blog? Start and follow some industry professionals on YouTube, set notifications for updates and new content. This is all about keeping up to date and relevant. And this is the time when you actually have space to do it. The other thing to look at is look at your online brand. Okay, do you need to create one? Do you need to update one? Especially in um, sectors where you might need to provide evidence of your work. I have seen some lovely examples from AHSS students who have created an online profile with a portfolio of their work. So they have a section for films they've produced or for writing they have done or for things they have contributed to. And they can direct an employer to that directly. And it's such a nice thing to have ready to go. Can you evidence your experience with a variety of skills? So let's get all that updated and online. Have a look at your chosen sector. Now is the time to do your research and know what you want to get into. This is your prep for your interviews, okay? You need to know that sector inside out. Know the key people. So who's making the decisions? Who's in charge? Have there been any recent policy or legislative changes? What about doing a SWOT analysis on the sector? So what are the strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats? This is your preparation for your interview. When they go in and you say, why do you want to work for this in this industry? You've done your research on it. LinkedIn has a really good alumni tool. And what you can do is look to see what other people from your course have gone on and done. And you can get really good career options in there as well. Now is the time to become an expert in your subject. Remember all the extra reading um, on your course guide? They said this is the essential, this is the desirable. Now is the time you can actually get all that stuff done. And you can actually start and look at the extra things your um, academic has asked you to do. Not only can you get a head start on next year's modules, but you can come specialise in some of the things that you want to do. So maybe think about future projects you're going to do, your research, your dissertation. You can make a reading list for yourself as well. When you have researched the people who are high up in your sector or the people that you aspire to get to there, follow them. Find out what they're reading. Find out what has inspired them and get yourself reading as well. So get yourself into the mindset as well. Start and listen to audiobooks. You have the time to do it now. If you get in your exercise in, listen to that as well. TED Talks are expanding, exploding. There's loads of them out there now. They're really interesting. If you're stuck for ideas where to start, um, our website has um, a whole section on employability skills and resources on that. You can start and work through some of them. Podcasts as well become increasingly popular. Um, and start and follow blogs and publications of eminent people in your field. So if that's the person you aspire to be and aspire to be like, that's a good place to start and get your um, get your reading list from. What about building your network? Now, yes, we have to stay two metres apart at the minute and you can't exactly go everywhere, but this is a really good time to start and attend virtual events and webinars. Um, this week I've been able to join a conference over in England that I wouldn't normally have been able to get to had it been still going live. So I've been able to avail of different things I wouldn't have had the opportunity. What about connecting to a mentor? What about finding someone online that you'd like to learn from or to pick your brains on? What about posting, commenting, following, showing that you're active on social media as well? So it's a good time to sort of reach out and try and build your network. You can also get experience at this time as well. So even though you're not maybe physically going out, you can still show that you're being active. 
look at NHS volunteer responders. Volunteer Now has a fantastic website. It's really, really useful. And you can actually find experience in particular areas. So if you've done your CV and you've identified a gap, you can go onto that website and find out how you can fill that gap and look at any experience with this area or with this sector. So a lot of companies are looking for phone and email support. Um, if you're slightly more technical, you can look at doing website stuff and social media maintenance. These are all things that employers need and that you can add to your CV and show it in a professional area. Okay. What about learning a new skill an employer could actually use? Now, I'm sure your banana bread is absolutely fantastic by this stage and you can like TikTok video like the best of them. What about trying to master a new technology? What about making a list of the IT that you would love to show on your CV that you, you're not quite sure of yet? There's lots of free programs. Um, there are courses and things you can get started on, even if you just need to brush up on your Microsoft Excel. So you're like, look, I can do the little squares, but how do I do the fancy formats? This is the time to be able to get the experience because you've got the time to do it. Do you maybe need to brush up on your GCSE French, a skill that you used to have that you just are a bit rusty in and you'd maybe like to have another go at it. You've got the time to do it now. This is to do it. Thing is, what does an employer actually want? So we stay in contact, employability and skills, stay in contact with employers and we ask them regularly, look, what do you want from employer, your new graduates coming in? And I did a bit of research last year as well, just to make sure this was up to date and this is what they come up with. So we put it into five different groups. These are employability skills, there's 12 of them. And we're trying to get you to evidence these in interview and in the application process. So your cognitive intellectual skills, your problem solving, your ability to apply subject knowledge and understanding. Now that is, might be okay if you're maybe a dentist or an architect and that's very technical and you're like, yes, I know I can apply that skill. I did English and history of art queens. No one has yet asked me to analyze a Picasso. Now that really upsets me because I have a lot of opinions on it. Nobody has asked me. However, they have asked me to take a lot of information and condense it down to the main points. They've asked me to present. They've asked me to be creative and making and coming up with new ideas. They've asked me to communicate. This is all stuff I learned through my degree. So an employer is going to want to see how you apply those skills to your day-to-day -day work. Your professional attitudes, communication skills and teamwork, your interpersonal skills, how you deal with other people and your leadership. Can you evidence these at each stage through the recruitment process? So this is the time to start and look for your strengths and your gaps. Your technical skills. Can you use modern technology and what are your IT skills like? So you don't have to be fantastic at coding, but can you send a decent email? Can you use files? Are you okay with Microsoft? Basically, don't break the photocopier on your first day. Business organizational skills. This is where all your preparation will come in. Your commercial awareness. Do you know the sector? Do you know what else is going on? Um, do you know about competitors? Your business communication skills. Again, how do you conduct yourself in meetings? How would you um, interact with clients? Negotiation skills. Cultural awareness as well is becoming increasingly important. So it could be proficiency in foreign languages. It could be cultural awareness and intelligence. It's knowing how to deal with people from different backgrounds and understanding that people are going to think in different ways and how you can bring that together to work as a successful team. You can also take this time to self-reflect. It doesn't have to be all crazy, crazy employability. Take this time to figure out more about yourself. How do you work best? So maybe do a Myers-Briggs assessment, see how you approach problems. Do a skills analysis and think, okay, these are my strengths, but what do I really need to work on? Work out your learning style. 
Are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Do you prefer to just hands on and do it? Find out what you're passionate about, something that you could put in an interest and achievement section and actually talk about. Okay, some a lot of people write reading and going to the cinema, that's fine. But are you really interested in a hobby? Is this something that you could cultivate now? There are so many ways that we can continue to connect and to build and to get involved online. So even though we might, might seem that the circumstances have changed, employers are still out there, jobs are still out there, and we still want you to compete for them. If you get stuck at any time, careers are still here. Um, we are still active, we are still running sessions, we have um, appointments, you can make those online. We have a lot of resources online as well. So you can see um, that the website has been updated as well and we've got the different employability skills um, and you can practice your mock interviews, your psychometric tests. Keep yourself on my future, jobs are still being posted or graduate jobs or placements. Um, you can book in for an appointment for a one-to-one -one as well. I am jumping about this screen everywhere, it's great. Um, you can book in for a CV check. We are still there. So please don't get stuck, don't get frustrated. Just drop us an email, drop us any guidance or make an appointment and we will chat to you. I am going to pass over now to Aidan and Cathy. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Um, and if you have any questions, don't forget to put them in the chat function and I'll start and work straight them now. Aidan, Cathy, thank you very much. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, Emma. Um, and thanks everyone for, for joining um, and thanks Emma for inviting us along um, obviously really important topic given the current environment so hopefully hopefully this is pretty useful for everyone um, so just to give a quick intro into, into who we are um, I'm Aidan Cleary and, and as Emma mentioned at the start of that I'm actually a, a Queen's graduate as well uh, graduated in finance in 2006 um, worked for a few years after that as a retirement analyst and a pensions manager uh, before joining Fintry in early 2016 when we were still a relatively new company. Um, and since then, I've managed compliance, financial crime, uh, KYC type projects for a few different tier one investment bank clients of ours. Um, and yeah, believe it or not, that is me in the picture before I decided, <laughs> decided to do a lockdown DIY haircut. So. Apologies for that. Um, Kathy, do you want to do a yeah. brief intro? Yeah, thank you, Ian. Um, yeah, I'm Kathy Bell. Uh, I'm the Talent Acquisition Manager at Fintry and again a Queen's graduate. So I did a postgraduate in Human Resource Management um, a few years ago. Uh, I've been at Fintry now for just over three years um, and I look after all of our recruitment across the business, which given how fast we grow, you can imagine keeps me pretty busy um but yeah really good topic today so uh i'll hand over Aidan. i think you have the the first bunch of slides yeah sure so who are who who is fintru so for for those of you that aren't aware uh we were founded in december 2013 um and since then we've grown from a small office based in pakenham street to having 500 staff across four offices in, in belfast and in the northwest and in, in Derry. um I suppose with the support of Invest and I, we've been able to grow pretty quickly um, through putting on graduate academies. And actually, last week we we opened applications for our twentieth academy, which is it's pretty amazing to me, really, because I remember Academy Three just starting their training when I started the same week, and it seems like no time ago. So um, it's it's incredible growth in the last few years. Um, 
So at Fintry, we work along with our clients to sort of make sure that they meet the regulatory requirements um, in different areas such as legal, risk, compliance, KYC, consultancy, and, and operations. And our clients would all be tier one investment banks um, based in London, New York, Frankfurt, Tokyo, um, Paris as well. So a good spread there of, of sort of global clients. Um, Dara McCarthy is our, our founder and CEO. You may have seen him, you know, across the news recently. Um, he, he gave an interview to several media. That's at the start of the lockdown. Um, and he, he considers Fintry obviously a profit-driven organization, but also having a social purpose uh, to create high-quality professional employment on the island of Ireland um, for graduates. So we're, we're very committed to giving local talent the opportunity to, to work for these global clients and some of the largest investment banks in the world. So, And you may have seen in our, in our social media posts, we have a tagline, um, local talent, global stage, which pretty much sums, sums up what we're about. So we care a lot about our culture um, and we place great focus on, on our company values, which were thought up by the staff um, at the outset and their partnership, passion, people and professionalism, known as the four Ps. Um, so just then, I suppose to talk a bit more about our, our link up with Queens, um, myself and Kathy have been involved and this is supposed since we, since we kicked this off. So we've always maintained a strong partnership with Queens. Um, as you can see there, over half of our, our staff are Queens graduates and, and we're very proud to sponsor the, the trading room and the, the Queens Rowing Club. Um, the Fintry Trading Room, I think we're coming to the end of our, our third year of partnership there. Um, delighted to be associated with such a, a valuable asset really for the, the Queens students. and. I suppose it's technology that isn't freely available to, to students of some other universities and it's great the Queens have this so um, really good for us to be associated with it. The rowing club, um, I suppose we feel there that it's really well aligned to our values as a company. Um, the club members are so disciplined, they're training early mornings before their studies and sort of balancing a, a busy schedule um, and excelling in, in both aspects. So. They've put on race days for, for Fintry staff before, which has been absolutely brilliant. And I think both sides have got a lot out of the partnership so far. So hopefully that can continue as well. Um, okay, so I suppose getting to, getting to what we really want to talk about today, um, your online brand. So building your online brand, you know, as Emma mentioned, matters more so now than ever. Um, we're spending more time online than ever before through necessity. So it's really important then obviously that you're, you're making the right impression. And, you know, previously, I suppose your first impression with, you know, hiring managers or, or potential employees could have been the minute you arrived for your interview. So, you know, dressing smartly, shaking hands, smiling and, and giving that good, you know, good impression of yourself. And so, we're restricted for the time being, at least in meeting face to face. So interviews and assessments and things like that are going to be done online for the foreseeable future. And at Fintry, we've been doing a lot of these recently and, and Kathy has been heavily involved in those as well. So as everything's going to happen online, employers are going to have more access to your 
I suppose, online brand as such on, on various platforms. And, you know, as the graphic will show, there, there's a rapidly increasing number of platforms available online. So it's really important um, that you're mindful of your profile on each and every one and not having, say, you know, this is my professional one, this is my LinkedIn, and I can do whatever whatever I want on the rest of them. So, you know, just because you've forgotten about an old Facebook or Bebo account doesn't mean that employer couldn't stumble across it um, in a search and have a look. And even if, you know, your, your prospective employer isn't on a platform, you know, like, for example, professional services aren't going to be on TikTok, um, don't forget that, you know, content can be easily shared between platforms. There's increasing levels of integration there. For example, Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp. So there's a lot more joined up um, posting going on. So just, just, I suppose, important to keep that in mind as well. So this um, pretty colourful diagram, looking a bit like a, a Wheel of Fortune, um, it illustrates, I suppose, the, the volume of activity across the most popular apps or sites in any given internet minute. Um, so just to pick out a couple of those, I don't know how clear it is, maybe on, on the screen there. Um, 3.8 million Google search queries a minute. 41.6 million messages on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, 2.1 million snaps created. So obviously an insane amount of activity um, in any given minute. And actually this particular data is from the end of last year. So in reality, you're going to see an increase in that activity currently, um, particularly during the lockdown. Um, and, and again, I, I mentioned TikTok earlier. It's it's a new entry to, to this market this year, and there's, I think, 800 million monthly active users at the minute. So, you know, a crazy volume of activity going on. So technology, I suppose, is making our lives move faster um, and sometimes more complicated. And I suppose our thoughts and actions a bit less private as well. So some things to, to consider on this, you know, and one would be oversharing. So maybe have a think, you know, am I putting too much of my life out there? Um, could I potentially regret some of the stuff that I'm posting in a few years? Um, you know, what might seem like a, a joke or something funny with, with your friends when you're at college or university? You know, could that come back to haunt you maybe at a later stage if you're looking to be taken, you know, very seriously as a as a professional by, by employers? Um you know, it's important to remember that nothing really is is private. Anything you put out there could be could be screenshotted, could be sent to group chats, can be circulated very very widely. Um, another thing to consider, I suppose, is um, and it's particularly important, obviously during during lockdown, is screen and Zoom fatigue. You know, do we spend too much time looking at our screens? You know, for the likes of for us working at home. You know, are we are we spending all day looking at a laptop and then finishing work and going downstairs and spending your evening scrolling through social media? Um, that amount of screen time can sometimes have an adverse effect on on our mental health. Um, can affect things like the quality of our sleep. Can affect our relationships. So something to keep in mind as well. Sometimes it's 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 good to put the tablet or put the phone down and get outside do something something active 
Um, so just some stats then um, on social media. Uh, 65% of employers use social media to see if a candidate presents themselves professionally. They won't, you know, they won't necessarily do it, um, but there's nothing really to stop a potential employer looking you up online. 50% of employers want to see if the job seeker is a good fit for the business. Um, and 37% want to see what other people are saying about the job seeker. So it's just something for you guys to think about. Um, an example might be maybe you have a look at your last five posts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Have a think, you know, would you be comfortable with a potential employer you know, if you're looking to, to, to get employment next year or the year after, would you be comfortable with them seeing those posts, reading them? Um, and, and I suppose it doesn't matter what spirit they were intended in um, because someone looking at it maybe don't, doesn't have context or, you know, it might be irrelevant. So um, I think something that's going to be hugely important to companies um, in 2020 is their their brand and image in the market. And, and this really is what individuals think of when they, they hear the name of that organization. So if you think about brands like um, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, they have two very distinctive brands and they've you know created personas for the people that consume their products. So no matter what sector, um, your, your prospective employer, and, and I know there's people here might be going to a range of different um, jobs and sectors. No matter what sector they're in, they'll still have a brand that they want to promote and also protect. So having someone in their company that posts inappropriate content on social media um, could cause problems for an employer because of that association. So it's something that employers are, are a lot more wary of and want to protect themselves against. Um, I mean, for example, from our perspective, Fintry's a very inclusive employer. Um, we're very aware of this. So anyone that, you know, worked for us posting content, um, contrary to, I suppose, the company's values, the company's ethics, really we would see that as, as marking that person out as not being a good fit for the company. And so I, I think really what, what I'm getting at here is that just maybe have a think about when, you, when you're looking at employment, maybe think about what companies out there align with your own personal values and, and what might be a good fit for you as well in, in your career. Um, I'm going to hand over to Cathy at this point um, to, I suppose, focus on LinkedIn in particular and its relevance to, to looking for careers and jobs. Perfect. Thank you so much, Aidan. Yeah. Um, so Aidan's give you lots to think about. Um, I'm going to try and give you a few things to kind of go out there and do. So um, if we think about LinkedIn, I think the university's probably recommended that you all set up profiles. Um, it's the, the fastest growing group of people on LinkedIn um, are students. It's, it's a massively growing area. Um, if you think there's 27 million people in the UK on LinkedIn, so that's 40% of the population have a LinkedIn profile, which actually 
blows my mind a little bit. Um, so there's loads of people on there. Um, so if you don't already have an account, I couldn't recommend enough you setting one up. Um, if you think about connecting with the right people, um, they'll broaden your knowledge of the industry that you're interested in. You know, you're at the probably at the start of a journey at this stage. So um, connect with those people that will broaden your knowledge of, of the industry or industries that you're interested in. Um, and those people could also connect you with opportunities that you might have otherwise missed. You know, Aidan talked about how much is out there at the minute and how much we're all online. It can get a bit overwhelming and there's loads of stuff on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So if you think of LinkedIn as, as like your professional network, your Bible to all those um, opportunities and a and place where you'll, you'll find those things. Um, and something we'll talk about is your reach on LinkedIn. It's it's massive. So you can get in touch with people and, you know, get in front of people that you couldn't do on other networks. So um, if you think about posts on LinkedIn, it's similar to the, the type of functions on Facebook and Twitter, where when you like a Facebook post or a tweet, um, your followers will see what you like. Um, so that sends that out to all your followers as well. So it's something to think about the, the kind of reach and the organic um, growth that there is on LinkedIn. Um, a really silly post, um, and Aidan would probably laugh at me if he was on screen now. Um, I posted probably a month or two ago um, a really silly post about um, the three years I'd had at Fintrue. There's some pictures from across the years. Yeah, there's the laugh. Um, it's just some pictures of different things that we've done across the years, and that post now been seen by seven thousand people. So, like to me, that's that's mad. I'm definitely not connected with seven thousand people um, on LinkedIn. So something is seemingly innocuous as that has has gone around the world you can see on linkedin where people are in the world that are looking at it so there's people in new york and sydney and krakow and and chennai that have looked at that so i always think it's, it's a it's a good post to underline the fact that you don't know how far your post will go and who will see it so um do have a think about that and um, whenever you're posting things um we're talking about profiles. Uh, I think when you're setting up your profile, it's really important um, just to think about a few key things. So if you already have a profile, um, open it up, have a look at it, uh, think about the, the different kind of key features. So I suppose the one that jumps out is probably your picture. Um, so I'm assuming most people won't have a professional picture like Annabeth does here. Um, maybe if you've done a placement or something like that, you'll have got a, a professional picture on that. But um, what I would say is it doesn't need to be anything kind of big or special, you know, a picture in front of a blank wall um, of you just looking at the camera and smiling is all we need. Um, LinkedIn isn't really the place for pictures of your night out, your holiday, um, or a massive group of people. That doesn't really tell anyone, any employer who's looking on the on the site who you are, if there's a massive um, holiday picture of you and all your friends. Um, so consider something that's appropriate to your industry. So um, financial services, obviously Annabeth um, is dressed entirely appropriately with that. If you're looking at um, maybe a job in the creative industries, you might be slightly differently dressed. So have a think and, and show yourself as a good fit to the industry that you'd like to be in um, and have that as your, your profile picture on LinkedIn. Um, something that I've noticed a lot of people use as well is your, your headline on your profile. So if you look at Annabeth's on the screen, um, she has her job title in her company, which is perfect. She's in the job and, and that tells everyone uh, where she is. But if you're um, graduating now and if you've been on LinkedIn, you'll notice people can write different things. So if you write um, seeking graduate opportunities in you know, the financial services sector or, you know, 
a short, succinct headline that will tell people either what you do or what you'd like to do is really helpful. So if someone is going through loads of profiles, there's all the details they need right in front of them. Um, just over at the side of the screen there, three points to think about as well. So what you post, thinking about is it relevant to LinkedIn? You know, we've we've mentioned multiple times um, it's a professional network, so it's not the place for sort of Facebook style content or, you know, clickbait and, and articles like that. It's, it's a professional site. So um, thinking about what you post, so sharing relevant articles to the industry that you're interested in, but also if you're thinking about creating the post, I've noticed recently, and if you're on there yourself, you're probably seeing it, people are are posting about um, graduating. So why not celebrate your achievement? You know, talk about um, your results, you know, what your plans are for the future. Uh, if your prospective employer sees that and you've stated you're interested in a career in whichever sector, you never know, they may just reach out to you. Um, so think about content like that that's relevant and that um, ultimately will lead you towards the, the goal that you're trying to achieve. Thinking about who you connect with is really important. Obviously, connect with all your friends, all your classmates, um, colleagues, all those sort of people. Um, but also think about people in the companies that you'd like to work for. Um, so if you'd like to work for Fintrue, I'd suggest maybe me and Aidan are good people to start with um, and, and build it out from there. Uh, or if you are thinking of something in the financial services sector and you want to look at an influential figure, um, think about someone who's maybe posting content that's relevant to the sector. So if you're going into an interview, you know, you are up to date with the most recent content. So in financial services, there's lots of regulations, there's lots of updates to regulations. So following people who post about that and keep you up to date is a really good way to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of the industry so that that's something you can very naturally talk about in your interview. Um, Emma had also mentioned there's loads of events happening online at the minute now too. You know, we're getting an opportunity to go to events um, that if they were happening in real life, you might not have got across to England or Scotland to go to. So uh, if you're following someone relevant in the industry, they may also post about events that they're hosting online. And that's another really good opportunity to network um, and to, to find out what's happening in the industry. Also thinking about articles you like and share. I've mentioned um, with my post, um, things can things can go much further than you anticipate. So think about whether what you're sharing or what you're liking is relevant to your career, because that's essentially, that's what LinkedIn's for. It's not Facebook. Um, could it be misconstrued by anyone? Um, it's very difficult to get the context of a post on something like this. Um, similar, you know, if you're reading a text message from someone, sometimes it's hard to get the tone of voice people say it in. So think before you share anything. Um, if it's something that potentially might not reflect the image that you'd want to portray to your prospective employer. And if it doesn't, just avoid it at all costs on this platform. Uh, work experience, make sure you keep obviously everything up to date. Your LinkedIn profile, think of it as your live CV. So um, once you've submitted a CV, say you're applying to Fintry for our academy, once you've submitted that, that's a moment in time that's that's a document that's that's static um, but if you think of your LinkedIn profile that's something you can keep updating so um, obviously have any previous job roles you've done any placements that you've done um, but if you do any courses or you get any achievements um, or you get any awards keep adding them on there keep it up to date um, if someone is searching through LinkedIn as a recruiter and there's things that aren't on there they're not going to find you and um, make yourself really easy to find so celebrate 
uh, any achievements, anything that you think is relevant. Um, people sometimes ask about previous job roles if they're not necessarily in the same industry. But I think if you can relate it to transferable skills, you know, most jobs you'll find transferable skills to a lot of industries, whether it's communication or teamwork or, you know, um, juggling different priorities or customer service, loads of those are transferable. So um, there's always a way to, to find, you know, uh, that you can put some relevance on your, your previous work experience. Um, educational background, of course, put that on there. Um, think about uh, putting, obviously, your degree, whatever stage you're at in that um, school. A-levels, if they're relevant, put them on there. It's probably something over time that you'll take off. But at this stage, uh, if they're relevant, I'd put a wee summary on there. And then, as you'll see from Annabeth's profile, she has some licenses and, and certifications. So if you have done any online courses, there's loads of stuff people are doing at the moment with all this kind of extra time online. If you're doing relevant courses, pop them on there too it will just you know it'll help differentiate you in what's a really busy market um for graduates at the minute with you know everyone graduating at the moment um so anything you have put on there make sure you keep that up to date as i say it's it's your live cv um in terms of thinking about following companies i'd mentioned obviously connect with people um that work at companies you'd like to you'd like to work for but also follow other companies interest you so if you're interested in a certain sector maybe there's an ideal company you'd like to work for obviously follow them but if they have kind of key competitors in the market um in a similar area i would follow them too they will be releasing kind of industry updates and and running events that are, are probably relevant to you and it may be something where an opportunity comes up in the future that you might be interested in um, joining university and school alumni groups I think are a really good idea. Someone you went to school with may in the future be in the same industry as you or maybe an industry that you're interested in getting involved in and it's it's just an, it's a good way to, to start a conversation rather than um, on LinkedIn you may get a lot of kind of cold messages from people who you don't know knowing from someone from school it's a lot easier to kind of strike up a conversation they may be, may be able to connect you up to someone else um, whether it's for a placement or a graduate job um, or something like that so so use your your real life networks too and, and build those out on LinkedIn and I guess finally and it's something that we've we've probably mentioned loads is um, similar to not liking posts that might be misconstrued don't join any groups that might cause any offence so think about the values of the the type of organization you'd like to join and think about whether that's group that group is aligned with those values so you know i would be saying avoiding anything kind of political or you know religious or anything that that you feel might be outside what that company would be comfortable with just take i guess a second thought before you you just keep joining that because that will appear on your profile too anyone searching your profile will see um which groups you're in so just have a second thought before you join any and I guess finally, um, all I would say is to have a wee check of our article in the, the grad guide. We have some profiles of our um, of various analysts and associates who've been through our academy or who are currently doing our academy. They're at different stages um, and they're from different degree backgrounds. So have we read of that? There's a link to our academy on there too. We're open for applications at the moment. Um, I know Emma had mentioned there's lots of companies still uh, recruiting for graduate jobs and we are exactly the same. So we're open at the moment for our 20th academy. Um, as Aidan had mentioned, it's in Belfast. It's open at the moment. So it's open for applications till the 10th of July. And I guess just to reassure everyone, everything is being run remotely. There is no... Um, 
there's no uh, anticipation of, of anything being classroom based at this stage and, and we wouldn't do anything like that until uh, there's you know there's guidance from the government and and things like that so everything's run remotely we've done a couple remotely already they're working really really well and um, so if you've graduated and you're looking for for a graduate job definitely visit our website so there's a link in the guide but if you go to fintry.com forward slash academy all the details are there all the details of all the different dates you need and, and all the information or feel free to ask a question at the end of the session or reach out to myself or Aidan um, on LinkedIn as well and, and connect with us and thank you so much for for joining us today and listening to us. Kathy that was brilliant thank you very much and thank you Aidan as well um, guys we have a grand total of five minutes left um so oh i just put you through let's see if we can get through some of these questions um question one if i wanted to work on the employability skills mentioned how would i do that i can probably take that one um on our careers website on queens if you scroll down there's a section called lockdown your future and what we have done is we have got specific sections for the different employability skills and some resources to help you develop them these are some of these are free online courses some of them are documents, some of them are articles, things to work through and things that, as Cathy was talking about, you'd be able to put on your CV and to put on your LinkedIn profile as well. So have a look at those. That's probably the best place to start. Um, probably one for the employers. Um, do I need to write all my experience in my CV or LinkedIn profile or should I only write in relevant experience? Um, I would say, well, I suppose it depends how much you have. So if you have you know loads of relevant experience obviously you can keep it to that but as i said earlier i think there's loads of transferable skills from from all work experience realistically you know and, and even you know team sports and volunteering and things like that i think there's loads of transferable skills that you can draw out from that what i would say is when you're presenting a cv i wouldn't go beyond two pages so if you know you've done loads of different um jobs and volunteering things like that and it's going beyond two pages I'd find a way to summarise it and keep it to the, the most relevant stuff. Um, but I do think there's loads to be taken from probably most um, work experience. Okay. Um, another one for the employers. Um, what advice would you give to graduates who are just graduating this year and heading out into the world of work? Uh, I'd say apply the Fincher Academy, but, <laughs> um, but if that's if that's not what you're looking for, I think I think at the moment, given the uncertainty with a lot of things, probably keep an open mind, um, see what's out there. I've actually been surprised how much stuff is still happening and how many opportunities there are. Um, like you talked about, loads of them to to upskill. There's loads of stuff that is now free to access during lockdown. So whether it's obviously like technology in Northern Ireland is a massive area and the amount of kind of coding programs and all these different things that seem to be free at the minute um, I would be grabbing all those opportunities you know if the academy or the graduate opportunity that you'd planned on isn't there I'd take this this opportunity a minute to, to do as much as you can and, and get as much value from this time as possible um, because obviously we'll get to a stage where we're out of lockdown and everyone is, is running for the same jobs probably at that stage so make yourself stand out and show that you've got time to your you know to your benefit and that you've you've kind of distinguished yourself as, as someone who didn't kind of just sit back and wait for for things to fall into their lap a wee bit maybe um i have two questions here i can kind of group together do you think you look for specific degrees from candidates or can any degree subject apply 
Um, anyone can apply, absolutely. Um, we take um, any degree background. I'd say things that we probably look for, like something that we're, we would really push for are people with language skills. So we're, we're really pushing in that area, which may be an area we wouldn't see a natural fit or an obvious um an obvious choice for themselves but any degree background we have people from nutritional science and theology and engineering and business and law and finance and i don't know Ian, you can probably rhyme off 100 more but yeah, like i mean there really is i mean it really is once you get into the academy it's it's up to you know obviously people with a finance degree have a bit of a head start but look with the right application I, I don't think, you know, any degree, you're not disadvantaged at all. And Kathy mentioned some of the best people in some of my teams have psychology degrees, history degrees, you know, English degrees. It, it doesn't really matter. It's it's about how you apply yourself, really, when you get the opportunity. So um, definitely, we, we take people from all degrees in our academies. So the mic back on again, super. Um, your final question, just because we're into our last minute, I can probably take, it says, if you were graduating this year, but weren't sure what to do next, what advice would you give? I would say, have a look at our website. We have three sections at the bottom. It says, I have no idea, a big idea, and I have a clear plan. Pick one of those. <laughs> we look and I'll give you some advice just to start and narrow down some of your options. But please don't be panicking, come and chat to somebody. Um, and you can make an appointment with us. I just want to flag up quickly that um, if you have any other questions, do email careers at qub.ac.uk. We are about. Guys, I'd just like to say thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Ian. Really appreciate your time. We are very busy at the moment. You have been listening to Find Your Future, a podcast from careers, employability and skills at Queen's University Belfast. For more career helps and advice, visit go.qb.ac.uk careers.